Welcome to Dwarf Fortress Roundtable, the podcast for all things dwarfy. Unless they've been hiding under piles of cassiterite for the last four months? Every couple weeks or so, your hosts gather to talk about our favorite game, Dwarf Fortress. So let's join your hosts, Roland. Watching Deadpool, don't worry about that. I'm also technically old enough to do it anyway. Tony. Uh, there's a squirrel in my... Get out of here. And Jonathan. Yeah, I go, I always dress up as Eddie. My wife goes as Magenta. As they present insightful, irreverent, and often incorrect analysis. And always remember, losing is fun. Have you guys played much Door Fortress in the last um, extended period? I've played a lot of Doom and Empire Earth. Oh, Empire Earth. Oh, that is quite a game. Delicious. First game I ever played, by the way. Really? Me and my, my friend who's he was in Fiji for most of the summer. Mm. So yeah, we've been playing Empire Earth and playing it on relatively hard settings with random maps and <laughs> basically me and him versus eight computer opponents. It's been a blast. Ooh, very cool. I've just been doing a lot of city skylines, which is kind of like Door Fortress without blood. Uh, any other civilizations messing you about? <laughs> it's just very, very low key. And uh, and I've been um playing with uh, Unreal and Unity engines. I don't know if you guys have ever played with those, but... Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Those are really fun. Like, I made oh, yeah. a shitty breakout game with uh, Unity, and um, and then I made a shittier game, not game, uh, something with Unreal, where you are a minion, and you push an egg around a maze. It's it's going to be a real... It's my retirement plan. <laughs> What's the scripting language for Unreal? Is it C++? You don't really even need it. You can get away with a lot without it. So I didn't really have to do anything scripting-wise. I was just kind of like using crap that was already either in the engine or or otherwise. And then Unity is is C-sharp, which it's not very complicated. Um, I was just really surprised. And I know that you can do a lot of things with with the built-in properties in in unity you don't have to do i guess eventually you have to do some scripting though you could probably get away with googling stuff like you're like oh i need a game management script that deducts points and adds power-ups so like you could probably find that somebody's script that you could just drop in it's crazy there's so much stuff for it it's it's interesting i think have come a long way since the apple IIe days yep draw fortress with the unreal engine <laughs> yeah i don't know that he's gonna do the unreal engine no i don't know know about that but he's making a hell of a hell of a lot of progress though eh? mm-hmm. what do you guys think i thought that we talked today about the uh the demo yeah it's pretty cool How, what do you guys think well i put a bunch of notes in the podcast topics yeah the, nice i'm gonna i'm gonna actually just comment on the last one very first at the very end zach put in a quote that i've got to add to the dwarf fortress wiki quotes it was <laughs> You can bury your dwarves in caskets, but I just throw them in the lava. <laughs> but that's so inefficient. Yeah. It's... What, throwing them in the lava? Yeah. You you still have to make um, like slabs because otherwise you have ghosts. Yeah, exactly. I, I, does he not I, deal with ghosts? Does he not have that problem? Because... He makes slabs, yeah, yeah he... so that they don't turn to ghosts. I mean, yeah. it is kind of inefficient. You just shove a bunch of coffins in a room and they sort it out themselves. But yeah, I, I exactly. Think... If you're throwing your corpses in the lava, it's not about corpse management. It's about sending a message. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you think? <laughs> but you got to admit, that's a great quote. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I think this is Zach just being like, you know what? We've had enough of your crap dwarves. <laughs> I mean, technically he is reducing the load on the PC because he's reducing body parts. So <laughs> yeah, but uh, I think it's only important if you're trying to do like a 200 year fortress where you'd really have to look out what kind of clutter you have. Yeah, memory management. But on the other <laughs> hand, you can make like a cool-ass script and, and deck it out with gold statues and like gold plating everywhere for the one warrior that actually killed like a forgotten beast. You know, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I like the idea of... I. That's actually maybe something to listen to there is like the guy who's helping develop the game <laughs> is basically doing it this way it's probably got some memory management attributes that would serve us all well you think it's like a secret tip maybe it was maybe hmm. it was <laughs> fortresses hate him sax one weird tip <laughs> what the creators of dwarf fortress don't want you to know about death management Zach's one weird tip it was uh his big yeah. testing yeah. fortress that he made that off it was an offhanded comment um he was just showing different parts of the eight-year-old fortress it's the same one that he did the mine shaft mine tracks demonstration with but uh yeah he was just offhandedly saying oh yeah and here's my graveyard uh, they're all slabs uh, you can bury dwarves in caskets but i just throw them in the lava <laughs> that's beautiful 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 what do you uh yeah what do you i mean what do you think we what, what do you think we're gonna get a game this, this well, year or you think it's gonna be next year oh boy <laughs> I'm I'm tired of I'm tired of trying to predict this. <laughs> <laughs> predictions, predictions. But he did. I think it was Zach that did say something that was a little bit disheartening, in which he said something along the lines of, "Yeah, that's a little thing that we've got to got to fix. Those are the things that take so long." Oh dear. So there was three or four little things that they ran up against. Uh, one of them was that whenever you start the start the map. It apparently scrolls the map to the to the very southeast. I saw that. It does that in this release too, the current one. Like I still have problems with centering well, things wrong. It doesn't anyway, want to get notifications yeah. whenever you have certain graphics packs, but I think that's the issue with the graphics plug yes. the graphics style sets. Yeah, I always blame somebody but, else, not them. Yeah. I don't know. Uh at this point I'm like it'll come out when it comes out and mm. hopefully it will come out before the goodwill from this last uh bump of funding uh you know trickles down yeah i am cautiously optimistic for january that's that's kind of what i would imagine january 2023 is that right is that the year we're going yeah. into yeah yeah that's my theory you know sometimes a deadline helps you focus though so i know that they don't have a deadline and mm -hmm. and i know that that Kid fox is not telling them you know you need to have it by this point obviously but sometimes if they would go, okay, we're going to set a date of December 1st so that it's out in time for the Christmas shopping, you know, even if they don't make it, that deadline will sometimes let you prioritize things and go, okay, we have to get these 17 things fixed, which they kind of did that with their roadmap. But mm -hmm. it seems like the roadmap is about done and, and they're now doing the devil in the details stuff. Yeah. The game looked immensely playable. From what we saw, yeah. It looked great. I was, yeah, I was, I thought to myself, I'll buy that. Yeah, I'm in. Yeah, I'm a day one purchase on that one. 
and uh, I'm not a swing, I'm not a swing game buyer on this one. I'm, I'm, I'm set. I'm, my mind is made up. Just so I can throw more money at him, I'll probably gift it to f- several friends too. You know. Same. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, while they're still your friends, go for it. <laughs> it might not be after that. Dwarf Fortress Roundtable is brought to you in part by Andrew Campbell, author of The Village, Problems and Solutions, a Serpentine-Bound Codex. This is a Serpentine-Bound Codex. The written portion consists of a 90-page guide entitled The Village, Problems and Solutions, written by Andrew Campbell. It concerns the Hamlet throne bolted. The writing is reasonably serious and it is fairly crisp. Overall, the prose is passable. Yeah, no, and, and I think it, it, it's really starting to look like a pretty polished experience, which is great. I, I like the graphics of it so far. It looks like the same game that we'd kind of always had, but with some modern sensibilities added. I think that's neat. I, I, I feel like, you know, I know there's a little controversy about losing the some of the keyboard shortcuts, but I don't know. I think we're going to be okay. I think they said they got most of them re-implemented, so. Mm-hmm. Did they? Oh, well, brilliant. Then who, then? Yeah, yeah, they, they got a bit of a shit storm going, so uh, he did actually sit down and implement them again. So I think they're yes. back. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, there was some hullabaloo. Yeah, there was hullabaloo. I remember hullabaloo about that one, but uh, but yeah, I'm glad, I'm glad it's back. I Either way, I'm like, it doesn't matter because I was looking, it's like, as they start clicking through, we already know what mm-hmm. all those menus do. You know, it's like, I think we've got this. And this, this sounds a little silly, but it is a serious thing. Whenever you sit there and play Draw Fortress for seven hours, whenever you're on a binge, you don't want to aggravate things like carpal tunnel syndrome and repetitive motion injuries and, you know, clicking over and over and over again with your mouse can make your hand fall asleep. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah. Serious damage. Yep. Yeah. It can. And I, and I think it could, I feel like it, it probably might have gotten a bit tedious with the uh, keyboard stuff with all of the clicking that, yeah, just like to click this, to click that, to click this, to click that. Yeah. I, I could see why and how that might be kind of obnoxious. So I, uh, yeah, that's cool. I, I don't remember if I put it in there or not, but I recorded a little uh, audio clip called the sound of Dwarf fortress. <laughs> and it was like, click, click, snap, 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 shit. Dot, 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 click, click, snap, click, click, snap, click, click, snap. I have to see if I can dig that up because I didn't record it. It was, it was, I thought it was amusing, but it, but that is going to change apparently if you want it to. Ah. I don't know. Did, yeah, what I was doing is I was laying down beds in a set of about, about 50 bedrooms that I, uh, that I had just laid out. Oh, that's tough. So, Bedroom management. Yeah. It was be a real, mm-hmm. it's beautiful. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. It's a, uh... It's a bed. The bedroom management's a real is a dilly of a pickle. Well, that's going to improve too because now apparently you can just rubber band around a group of rooms with beds in them and say these are all bedrooms and they'll be individual bedrooms, which is great. That's amazing. Is yeah. Really yeah. refreshing and cool. I'm I'm so yeah. The joy of it will be somewhere in the middle. You know, you can use mouse, you can use keyboard, but if you can use both, then that may be the magic land of Dwarf Fortress Nirvana. Mm. That would be amazing, indeed. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, I agree. I would like to see both.
Yeah, a combination of both would be pretty cool. Like the being able to like drop and drag and zone a whole bunch of bedrooms at once. Beautiful idea. Beautiful idea. Because I just remembered, you know, like you dig out your like 12 bedrooms and it's like, oh. On the plus side, the the moment where you clicked on a dwarf and you could not just see something, but you had like an overview of the entire dwarf. It, like uh, I, oh, I have to see yeah. if I can actually dig that up very quick but it looked so good it looked so so good it was just yeah the whole dwarf and all the thoughts and and stuff that he wore and i was like oh my god Are you serious yeah that was at at uh, the 45 minute and 31 second mark in the video i think there's a lot i think there's a lot to this i think it's going to be jim dandy like, look at it. It's so good. It has mm. everything. Mm. The age yeah. is there, the spouse, the amount of children, uh, what they value, some tradition stuff, their health even, uh, the position, a empty field is like, okay, well, what is coming into that one? Squads, what, skills, unmet needs, some thoughts in the last, like, week. It, uh, Oh my god! And then you see the other stuff, and apparently rooms. I don't think he ever clicked on the room button, but I feel like the room will just show the room that this dwarf occupies. Or mm-hmm. even better, yeah, it brings you directly to the room where it is. And it's like, whoa! Well, here's something that I noticed that really, really just thrilled me. Just about everything now, where you have a list in a grid of things like rooms, like zones, like dwarves. Uh, there is a little magnifying glass over to the right of it that you can click and zoom to that thing. It was really, really hard to find my farmer's guild guild hall sometimes whenever I couldn't remember where it was. But now you can zoom to a particular zone by locate by the finding locations tab and zoom into that zone. I love that. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. And that's uh, gonna be really cool. Yeah. And for example, sometimes I have trouble where i make rooms for everybody and then after that i make barracks for my military and then some of those people have like two rooms and i don't want them to have two rooms i want them to just sleep in the barracks so i have to filter for every single room to check which is occupied by my military which is like really annoying but if that tab actually would show me both rooms that suddenly becomes so much easier it's like clicking on 10 people and then clicking on their room and then saying, no, this room is now free instead of clicking through 100 rooms for 10 people. Yeah, room management has, has been a little clumsy. So I think any improvements on that will be very, very welcome. On the thoughts tab, there are sub tabs under these things where you can now find out why they are so depressed about the rain because in the spring of year 103, they were caught in the rain and now they are, are pissed off about it. You it's, hate to see it's it. great. You can now find out what led to particular memories. Oh my God. Yes. The memory tab. That is amazing. Yes. You can actually see the, me- it's so good because I, um, I saw like a post on the, on the sub, I don't know, like a year ago or something about memories and how memories work. And uh, uh-huh. I was confused because it really doesn't show in the game. And apparently memories kind of work the way that 
your dwarf as soon as a dwarf, no matter if, you know, he just spawned at your border or if he was a dwarf with kind of a backstory, if he never was in your playing field in the fortress mode, then he doesn't really have memories. And he just spawns in, and the second he gets into your map, he gets memory slots. And apparently you get like 10 memory slots or whatever, and they instantly get mm-hmm. occupied by stuff. And only if a new memory is stronger or whatever, they get overwritten. Really? I didn't understand the system, honestly, yeah. Oh, wow, I didn't realize it worked like that. But it basically it comes down to the fact that if they spawn into your map, and they have all empty memory slots, then they will occupy all of them very quickly, which means they will run through rain to your fortress. Sometimes you have dead things outside and they see corpses and stuff. They instantly have memories of bad things because the memory slots were not occupied before. And I was like, okay, it makes so much more sense, but I wish I could actually see what what happened, when happened, what, 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 when, huh? <laughs> yeah. I, well, what I'll, I'll go ahead, Tommy. No, I was I was kind of agreeing. I was like, "Yep, that would be pretty neat." I'm excited. That, yep, <laughs> I think so. Sounds cool. <laughs> what I loved about it was it was it was kind of a flawed but functional short term and long term memory system. I thought that was really cool. It was funny. It was. It was funny. The, the flaw is that sometimes <clears throat> short term memory things that should be fairly insignificant, like having to walk through the rain to get a beer, uh, <laughs> might end up becoming a long term memory that drags them down yep. to depression five fortress years later. Yep. Again, but, you hate to see it. Uh, yeah. Like that guy with the in the in the demo when he was talking. You know, he's like, "Oh, this guy's got a coating of tears in his eyes. Oh, it's very sad." It's those little moments, you know. Dwarf Fortress Roundtable is provided in part by a grant from Patrick Shaw, creator of Vosutko Dinarithrosilmizum, Hail Ropes, the labor comedy of smoke, a marble door. This is a marble door. All crafts warship is of the highest quality. It is encrusted with rectangular marble cabochons and encircled with bands of hoary marmot leather. This object menaces with spikes of pear wood. On the item is an image of the searing harvester the native gold slab, in marble. Vosutko de Nerithraselmizum, from Patrick Shaw. Now, back to our show. I think that overall, what they were aiming for, they seem to have been aiming for, was taking those things that took a lot of work to be able to really delve deeply into Dwarf Fortress, like the memories and the psyche mm-hmm. and the personalities and the relationships, making those things much more accessible without as much work because you can play a game of Dwarf Fortress and never even look at one of the thoughts of one of your dwarves. Yeah. Well, then that's missing a lot of the fun of it, you know, and, and it's easy too if you've got like a fortress where there's a lot of crazy stuff happening. It's really easy to just get bogged down in the, you know, oh, I'm going to build this and I'm going to build that. Nope, I better get this built. This needs to happen. You, know, like it, you can get kind of dare I say, bogged down in the minutiae. Yep. And now if it's just accessible on a, on a single tab click away, then yeah. you can glance at it and dismiss it and come back to it later if you want. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Very cool. 10 out of 10 for that one. 10 out yep. of 10. Well done, Tarn. Overall, the main screen, if you have the screen real estate, I think it looks really, really good. I mean, we're not playing on a whole lot of 640 by 480 monitors anymore, so probably we'll have the real estate. Do you think Tarn's going to be responsible for selling a lot of 4K monitors this coming year? 
You know, that's a, a valid question. I typically have, I guess they'd be considered 2K monitors. I don't have uh, but one 4K monitor in my possession. And I'm wondering if the text, if the if the user interface on a 4K monitor is going to be scaled so that it's still readable. You can you can zoom in, at least with the current iteration of the Door Fortress, mm-hmm. you can you have control over that. So you can yes, like zoom the in and iteration. scroll wheel in and scroll wheel out. So I'm hoping he keeps that because does he have a 4K monitor or is this one of those things that he's like, well, I'd love to test it, but I don't have one. Oh, oh, we well, saw that 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 widescreen. Oh yeah, the widescreen. That's right. The cleaner dev. Thanks for the reminder of posted. that. that um, was, yeah. Question about Fun. that because mm-hmm. every time I scroll in and scroll out, my game just crashes after a second. So I can really? do it like Uh-oh. once, but I have to be careful. If I do it twice, I already, you know, struggle the line. But if I go like scroll, 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 it's it's done. It dies. I, 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 it doesn't feel like it should be. You're doing it wrong, man. <laughs> I, I'm doing something wrong, apparently. But I have to be really careful with what I'm doing. And if the game actually uh-huh. runs and isn't paused and I scroll in and out, in and out, in and out, dead. Dead in seconds. Dang. Uh, so I always assume that's more like a, uh, yeah, we put it in like DF hack kind of, no. well, we put it in, but it doesn't work. So I've had no me. problem at all with that. Really? Hmm. No problem at all with that. Depending on, I, I can't remember oh, here. I've got it up right now. So let me, let me check. Okay. So if you're playing a vanilla dwarf fortress and you hold over the, the mouse over one of the text windows and use your scroll button, it will scroll the entire interface, including the text. But if you're using a, a graphics tile set, a lot of times, maybe it's a text will be text kind of thing, but you will only be able to scroll and change the text size whenever you're on a text only screen. Does that make sense? So like the uh, menu, you yeah. can change the text size in a menu by using your scroll wheel on your mouse. And then whenever you go back to the the user interface of the game, the the text will be the, the same size as it was whenever you left the, the text menu. But then the scroll wheel only works on the map itself and not the map and the and the menu. That makes sense. So, that actually does kind of make sense. Yeah. But yeah, I, I'm not sure what's going on with your, uh, what's causing your errors, Roland, because I can scroll all the way down to... That is curious. Well, I mean, I haven't tried it in a long time. Maybe it was just an old version that was unstable. Probably just And maybe it was the particular tile set that you were using. Mm. Oh, that could be. That could actually be. Well, you know, yeah. uh, it may have been the tile set that you're using. Maybe the maybe your version of DF hack text will be text was broken on because I know that they had some initial releases on the forty seven oh five release where the text will be text was broken for a while. Yep, I think a lot of problems that people have, at least I suspect a lot of the problems that I've had, uh, largely to do with mods that I use or you know, stuff that I've, t- uh, tile sets rather. Mm-hmm. That's my theory. I feel like it's, it's tile sets and that are causing me problems. Yeah. That is not to throw any shade on the, on the tile sets or, or. Oh, DFI, heck no. Cause I think that, I think that those two things make Dwarf Fortress usable. Yeah. Indeed. Absolutely. I, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Vanilla is fun for a while, but you know, so was, you know, building wagon wheels with someone who had to be a Wainwright or a wheelwright or whatever. That's an interesting word. I don't think I know. 
Wainwright. Yeah. Is that a thing? It's a is that like a wagon builder, a Cooper. Oh, okay. Yeah. Not a lot of demand yeah. for that these days. Not a good, uh, right. <laughs> they built like covered wagons, Sooners, right. Things like that. Yeah. And there was a pitcher for St. Louis called Adam Wainwright. And I think that I know where he got his name. Is it from building wagons? Well, maybe someone <laughs> in his ancestry did. Yeah. Kidding. Yeah. They probably weren't vegetable canners. <laughs> well, Cooper, that's the other one. You can be a, a Cooper, Cooper is a, is a barrel barrel maker. Really? Yeah. Cool. So there you go. All right. How about English that, entomology <laughs> podcast. Entomology. Etymology. Today's entomology. English lesson one, provided One of those you. is studying insects and one of them is studying words. Ants. Etymology. Entomology. Entomology. Yeah. Um, this was fun. So what's the, <laughs> what's the German word for wagon maker? Wagon <laughs> uh, maker. Probably just uh, wagen macher, which is, you know. As I say, no special word. <laughs> no, honestly, there probably is. I just don't know it. We definitely have a special word for that. There's <laughs> a special word for everything. I, yeah, I mean, there it is. is 270 characters long. Yeah, as long as it fits in a tweet. Um, <laughs> I don't know that they we took that into consideration. Yeah, yeah when maybe, they were, maybe, maybe when I've the, read that wrong. Evolution of the German language, yeah. Yeah, uh-huh. maybe, maybe German's not a tweeting, a tweeting language. They're not a tweeting people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I don't know. We'd like to tweet, uh, but we can't fit any of our words in there. It's only two hundred sixty characters. It is Every noun is blocked. <laughs> it it know, is terrible. You know, you're trying to convey a single sentence, and Twitter is like, "Oh, what are you trying to write? A novel?" I'm like, "Yeah." And it's like, it's, "No, I was just trying to say hello." Yeah, come on, man. Uh, it's characteristic. This segment of Dwarf Fortress Roundtable is brought to you by Clino Dev, creator of Adelatot, Walled Chop, a bismuth bronze cabinet. This is a bismuth bronze cabinet. All crafts worship is of the highest quality. It is studded with bismuth bronze and encircled with bands of larch. This object is adorned with hanging rings of larch and menaces with spikes of pig bone, pink garnet and schist. On the item is an image of Vost Goldkey the renowned season the rock in green tourmaline. Vost Goldkey the renowned season is laboring. The artwork relates to the settling of the rock Vost Goldkey the renowned season in the finger of pleats in the year one. But the great artisan Clino Dev wasn't finished with this masterpiece. Also on the item is an image of Glean Torches the Hori Indignation the Hydra and Dwarves in schist. Glean Torches the Hori Indignation is massacring the dwarves. The artwork relates to the rout of the furnaces of warding of the gleeful seals and the destruction of Run Tower by the Hydra Glean Torches the Hori Indignation in the early summer of year 3 during the rampage of the Hydra Glean Torches the Hori Indignation in Run Tower. So in that video, Zach validated my sell trinkets to buy food workflow for the first year of his uh of the of his test fortress that was his main point was not to build farms no build craft dwarf shops build trinkets so that you can sell them to the first caravan and buy food i thought that was great yeah something that i started on i do uh, that beginning and you build the crap you build the little rock trinkets to sell the caravan yeah i mean i felt like that's that's in one of those um paint by numbers things that i uh that I followed those paint by numbers tutorials, like the, the one that Paradexes, I think helped mm, rewrite. Yeah. yeah. 
that one's that's great and yeah it's all about just make the rock trinkets and then people will come and do stuff in your fort you know be able to buy rocks or whatever i'm gonna have to revisit the dwarf fortress wiki tutorial the quick start guide because i completed it years ago and uh and i'm wondering if i will find it faster and easier to complete now that i've had a little more experience with the game i know that it took me a long time to actually get to the end of it and without my fortress collapsing you know that can happen i haven't done the df wiki tutorial though i have a feeling yeah it's, um, it's on the the home page of the of the dwarf fortress wiki the quick start fortress guide i think things are going to cool. start to change because i suspect that there's going to be an influx of new people wanting to play the video game once it's once it's out on steam because i it looks like a lot of people have it on their steam mm-hmm. wish list and so if even a quarter of those people play it that's going to be a huge number of new of new victims i mean uh players victims sorry i, I don't know where that came from <laughs> you know what i mean um yeah it'll be a, a huge number of new people getting confused and wanting to play so that's neat that's right. that's really neat mm-hmm. And for quality analysis, they can always come to the Dwarf Fortress Roundtable podcast. You sure can. Yeah, uh, long commute and you want to make it feel longer? Um, <laughs> <laughs> listen to us ramble. That's a good one. That's a good nothing one. will make you want to get to your destination faster than listening to our podcast. Um, we nah. tend to, to choose our topic after the podcast is recorded. <laughs> well, as hard as it is to find production assistance these days. Give it, give ourselves a little bit. Uh, of I know it's tough. It's I know tough. my cats just keep screwing up the editing. Well, we hired an AI, and all it wanted to do was draw pictures. So I'm not really sure where that leads us. <laughs> I actually signed up for for the 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 Dolly Two thing. Yeah, that it. between that and Stable Diffusion, it's been a it's been an AI artwork summer. There's a there's a lot there's a lot of a lot of cool stuff happening with that. Okay, what back to fun the, we have the podcast content that we can actually uh, award winning for the audio podcast yes. Peabody award winning journalism. And I lost my oh, so you can put children to work now. Where in Texas yeah, or in Peabody Award? Excuse me, no, in Dwarf Fortress. <laughs> We're not talking about Roblox. Oh, you can make Rugrats do chores. <laughs> no, you can actually, uh, and I don't, I didn't really catch what the exact things were that you could have them do. But you can now assign chores to child dwarves. They're not completely and totally useless. Uh, kind of. And I think don't know things how like I feel carrying about that. stuff. I always yeah, carrying stuff. Okay, emptying the dishwasher. I can get. I can get around that. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't think. I, I doubt that they will like you know have the babies ferrying things from your magna furnace, but magna magma furnace. furnace? <laughs> they they magma? are pretty oh, comfortable. I've not been drinking. They're, they're, but they're too super comfortable with you. Um, taking the children into battle like that doesn't seem to of be, course <laughs> it doesn't seem to be objectionable at all everyone can well, get behind kids and war kids nothing can substitute for the loving nurture of a mother even when the mother is sticking a spear through a goblin's throat i mean Tang, uh, okay listen yes. aren't you the safest when you're the closest to the enemy <laughs> um well, I am I am quite a few miles from Ukraine, and I think that I'm safer now than I would be if I was up there in the Russian claimed territories. Uh, I wonder if you're if Roland's closer to Ukraine than I am to you. I bet he is. 
Oh my god, no, they could be. <laughs> yes. I'm uh, probably Holy shit. 1,500 miles from you, Tommy. <laughs> Let's look and see. I'm going oh to actually no, I have to know this now. As well. Holy okay. crap. So, West Plains to Oakland. Okay. All right. Is I'm a Googling. Not Oakland, Arkansas. 2,007 miles, it says. It says I can take internet interstate I-40 East. Gets me there pretty quickly. In a in a short twenty nine hours, if I leave right now. Yep, I show two thousand two miles. Yep, and I'm going through Amarillo, Albuquerque, Flagstaff, down to Bakersfield. Wait, wait, wait! How, how many miles? How many miles? Two thousand seven. Two thousand. Two thousand. For me, it's just nine hundred twenty two miles. <laughs> Oops! Well, Fuck. I think that I am safer from from Russian bombs than you are. Yeah, I mean, yeah, always where I, I live in. Honestly, Berlin. he's probably got me targeted more than you. But he really doesn't like West Plains, and he's really pissed off about Ozark series. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's the Dwarf Fortress Roundtable Global Politics yes, Podcast. Thank you very much. Oh, boy. Lots to edit. <laughs> Plenty of edit. Vladimir, if you're listening, yeah. Sorry, pal. Don't shoot it my way. <laughs> you think he's listening? Polonium sucks. <laughs> <laughs> don't, I think Putin don't. is really looking forward to the release of the Steam version of Dwarf Fortress. You know what? That's probably why he's so edgy right now. He's just all he wants <laughs> to do it. is play Dwarf Fortress, and he can't even get a release out. Okay, so what else we got here? Um, um oh, the military configuration. Uh, improvements still looks complex. <laughs> yep, yep. Military doesn't doesn't look much easier. I think people are. I mean, I think it's going to be really interesting how the the general public takes this. But you know, people play RimWorld, so I guess it's going to be fine. What do you guys think? Is it is real world as complicated? You think it's hard now? You should have seen it a year ago. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, I guess RimWorld's complicated, but not. It's not. I, I don't know. I, I guess RimWorld's complication is mitigated by the fact that its user interface is easier, more accessible. Maybe I don't know. The only reason why I would say that RimWorld is somewhat easier is the interface. Yep. Because you can actually click on stuff and you have buttons and, and there's text and you, you use your mouse. And the second is just you actually see what is going on. It's not ASCII, but you actually see mm-hmm. somebody having a gun in their hands and shooting at something and like wearing something. Yep. And that's why it's easier. Otherwise, it, it isn't. Yep. Agreed. Yeah, and you also, you don't have Z layers in RimWorld, so you're also just surface. Everything is Z layer free, basically. So you're just all on the surface of the game, basically. You're not, you don't have to. Well, to to, be fair, you don't have to dig down into a fortress. It's true, you don't. But you don't even have the option for that in, um, well, somebody's made some mods, but it's kind of doesn't work very well, but. I'm sure that that might be coming eventually. I think people have been asking for Z layers. I don't know what Tynan's philosophy is on it. Yeah. In that video, they touched on modding. They mentioned it, but they didn't cover any of it. So I have no idea what they're going to be uh, doing for that. 
Yeah, so I think we're going to get Steam support. So I, I gather by extension, we'll get mods, I think. Seems like Workshop's going to be pretty big for Door Fortress. But... Oh, that would be amazing. Simply if you can like change the colors for cats or whatever. The, 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 all that, you know. <gasps> colors great. for cats. That's, yeah. Uh, sounds like well, a t-shirt. We've got a full color palette now. Instead of having yeah. whatever the 16 colors were, I don't know if he's going to, you know, 8-bit color or 16 or, you know, 24-bit. Whoa, 24-bit color in 2022. Well, he said <laughs> he said every different type of <clears throat> every different species of wood has its own unique color now. That is beautiful. That is so good. So, yeah. Love it. So, love and it, love I it, love assume it. that that stretches to stone as well and maybe cat fur. <laughs> as long as orthoclase yes. is protected. Is that light blue? It's just one of those that seems to be everywhere and I don't really get what it's for. There's a lot of useless stone out there in the world, my friends. Well, it's good for building pictures in a wall. What are you guys um, thinking for the new schedule? How often do we want to record? Are are we back? What's your, what are your thoughts? I think that we should be back. I think we're back. I'm I'm good with being back. back. I've got. We we were only gone for, we were only gone for a a week or two. So let's put a hard mark right here. I want, we actually sort of just started trailing off and petering out. We didn't actually wrap up the podcast in any organized fashion. What? (laughs) Nor did we start it in any organized fashion. That doesn't sound right. That can't be. I resemble (laughs) that. I would like to actually have something that sounds like resolution rather than just stopping the the episode. (laughs) So uh, let's do that now. Um, But yeah, overall, I think that the that the video was really cool. I'm excited. You know, who knows if we'll ever actually see the product. But in any case, it was a really cool video. And I will post links um, to the uh, to the Dwarf Fortress Roundtable webpage of the uh, of a lot of the things that we've talked about here and some of the pictures that uh, that we talked about. So, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Perfect. So welcome back, guys. Yeah, we're back, baby. We are back. Now we just need a new version of the game to play. And man, we'll Mm -hmm. just be unstoppable. (laughs) Yeah, you see, that's why we we said that we'd come back whenever the new version was about to be released. And we just, we were itching to record more and more. And, you know, weeks went by and we just didn't have any, you know, hint of a new release. So we felt that we couldn't, in all integrity, do another podcast episode without it actually being pending release. We couldn't And then wait we thought, well, you know what? Yeah. To come back. We just couldn't wait any longer. Basically so, yeah, we're speculate. Back. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> On the game and talk about things that will be no doubt outdated in a month's time. Well, folks, it's, it's great talking to y'all again. Terrific. Yep. And, uh, Likewise. And everybody out there, thanks for uh, downloading the podcast. Thanks for listening. Hope you enjoy it. And uh, we're happy to be back. Alrighty, awesome. See you next time. Next time, folks. See you guys. Happy fortressing. Yeah, likewise. See ya. Have a good week. This has been the Dwarf Fortress Roundtable Podcast. You can find all our past episodes at dfroundtable.com. Stop by and leave a message or suggestion in the comments section for this episode. While you're there, you can subscribe to Dwarf Fortress Roundtable or find us in the podcast service of your choice. You can find video content on our YouTube channel, and you can send us an email at urist at dfroundtable.com. 
That's U-R-I-S-T at dfroundtable.com. Please consider donating to the creators of Dwarf Fortress at bay12games.com. If you'd like to help support this podcast, you can find us at patreon.com slash dfroundtable. This is a conversational podcast. All craft swordship is of the highest quality.